Is it possible that in a population of 7.5 billion people, there is only one person for you? How absurd does that sound? And even if it were true, is there a more efficient way to find that person? Because the process of finding the one feels a lot like scrounging about searching for a needle in a haystack or a cell phone in a tote bag. Are they meant to magically appear into our lives? Can we somehow attract them into our lives? In this episode, I will try to address these and some more questions about finding the air quotes love of your life. Hi, my name is Kunal Rao. I am a writer and I love rom-coms. I often feel that I have learned more from pop culture than from actual life, mainly because artists have this uncanny ability to identify and capture concepts that we struggle to express into a short cinematic or musical moment. In this podcast, I take a scene, dialogue, lyric or moment from a film, TV show, book or song and I explain why it was my favorite bit. And good news, this episode has no spoilers. Today I talk about my favorite bit from the 2008 romantic comedy Definitely Maybe starring Ryan Reynolds who by the way is literally my favorite actor ever period. I remember I used to watch him as Berg in the 1998 sitcom Two Guys a Girl and a Pizza Place and I remember thinking who is this guy he's hilarious. And imagine my surprise when I see him next in 2004 in Blade Trinity as Hannibal King with his shirt off. sporting a body that I'll be honest made me a little jealous and fighting like a martial arts rock star but it wasn't until the romcom definitely maybe in 2008 that I announced to myself I like this guy comedy action and now romantic films well done mr reynolds definitely maybe is a story about a political consultant william played by reynolds who tries to explain his impending divorce and past relationships to his 11-year-old daughter Maya played by Abigail Breslin the story unfolds to show how will had on-off relationships with three women in particular emily played by elizabeth banks summer played by rachel wise and april played by ayla fisher and during one of these on-off phases he meets up with his friend april played by ayla fisher at a diner and they have a conversation about the one the one as we've been told often is the ideal perfect most compatible but very elusive soulmate that each of us is meant to be with it's a concept that has been hammered so strongly into our heads by films and music that it's almost become an indisputable truth even in bollywood in commercial successes like dil to pagal hai and kuch kuch hota hai love is considered synonymous with the one and chasing them down is our sole purpose because apparently we're meant to experience it just once and if you repeat something enough you start to believe it but in this film april and will have a conversation about the one that was unusual to say the least it made me think as have most of my favorite bits the situation will has broken up with someone 
He's frustrated because every relationship seems to end when he least expects it. He meets up with his friend April at a diner and here's the conversation. Will, you see, I don't want a fling. I want the real deal. April, forget about the real deal. You don't find it. It finds you. Will, what does that mean? April, it means that you get to a certain age and then you're ready. You know, you're ready for kids or a commitment or, you know, a mortgage. And the person that you're with then, they become the one. Will, so you're saying it's not who, but it's when. April, exactly. And that right there is my favorite bit. This conversation made me think. I haven't looked at relationships from this point of view before. It's not who you meet, but when you meet them that matters. Timing. It's not a new concept. Timing has been at the forefront of many films. Films like What If, starring Daniel Radcliffe and Zoe Kazan. Don't know how to pronounce her surname. Great example though. Sitcom How I Met Your Mother shows how timing affects the relationship between Ted and Robin. And even in that highly underrated film starring Ashton Kutcher and Amanda Peet, A Lot Like Love, timing and distance pretty much define their relationship. But none of them put this to words the way April did. She doesn't believe in the one. She believes in the when. Now, when I first heard that dialogue, I was both intrigued as well as saddened. It seemed like finding the one or love was a matter of chance. As if, if you meet someone at the right time and everything is fine, you're great. And if you have bad timing, tough shit, man. I don't know, I wasn't so happy with the helplessness of that thought. Must I leave all of this to fate? And then I thought about it some more. And I noticed something in the dialogue. She says, you get to a certain age and then you're ready. You know, you're ready for kids or a commitment or a mortgage. You're ready, she says. As if it's not a function of time, but a function of you. It's about whether you are ready to settle down. It's not who you meet that matters, nor is it about when you meet them. It's about who you are when you meet them. Finding the one is about finding you. And almost instantly it made sense. The when she's talking about here is still about you. And just like that, my perspective shifted from that of utter helplessness to a sense of control. Because if there's anything that we have control over, it's ourselves. I've undergone immense personal growth in the past few years. I've learned so much about myself. More importantly, I now own it. And I'm glad to say things have started to shift. At least internally, I feel more content. And when things shift internally, things also shift externally. That's just the law of nature, or dare I say, the secret. If there are any Carl Jung fans listening, you'd know that many of us are operating from our shadow selves. We're trying to adjust to the world and trying to reach out and get things. These urges are driven by unhealthy or underdeveloped personality traits. As a result, we look for things in the outside world. 
the race, the car, the partner, the social media likes, to satiate our deep-seated insecurities. We are slaves to our own attachment styles. We hold on to objects and people that do not serve us anymore. But if we heal past those traumas, if we unlearn what we've learned all this time and lean into our shadow self, we may just be able to attract the good stuff into our lives. In a weird sense, looking for the one is a material goal. It's not altruistic. It's a goal that is created to quench a thirst in ourselves that we aren't yet aware of. That's why we crave the one like a fix. But being content has nothing to do with the other person. It has to do with you. It is you who needs to find yourself, settle down into your own being and, well, you know, be ready. The when is not a time. It's you. The more I read, the more I start to believe that there is something here. Instead of focusing outward and searching for something, be the best version of yourself and things will just happen. Because as they say, you attract who you are. I dug very deep into my writings and found a piece that I had written a few years ago. It fit quite nicely into this particular episode. And this is the first time I'll be reading it out to anyone. I hope you like it. Time. Time is this crazy mystery. I've spent most of my life trying to figure out this enigma called time. Being on time, wanting more time, creating good times, being at the right place at the right time, or simply bad timing. Ugh, bad timing. I've always hated it. Bad timing is essentially the powers that be saying that there is a parallel universe somewhere where you got what you wanted. Bad timing is the universe telling you your mental state is currently mismatched with every other state in this particular universe. That's what time is. It's the fourth dimension, the fifth element, the sixth pillar, the seventh heaven, the eighth wonder. Time. Such a simple yet such a complicated thing. There are so many cabs that I have missed, jobs I have rejected, girls I have not dated because ugh, the timing wasn't right. And the more I think about time and all the bad timings I've had, the more I realize that time has nothing to do with time. Bad timing is a consequence of everything else but time. It's a manifestation of a poor state of mind or a wavering objective or a lack of clarity or a failure to open your eyes and notice or the worst of all, a lack of belief. This is why most people shuffle between the concept of fate and the concept of your life is in your own hands. People do not realize that fate and control are two sides to the same coin. We can control our fate. Yet if we believe enough in fate, then when control fails, fate guides. But at the core of it all is time. We need to believe that time does not limit. Time is not linear. Bad timing is not a real thing except in your head. And the day we accept this is the day we realize that time 
doesn't actually exist. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was my favorite bit. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to share your thoughts with me. You can follow me on all the social media at Kunal Rao. And if you have any films or shows that you'd like me to talk about, do send me a message or just simply share your thoughts and insights. And have a great day. Luck is being ready for the chance. J. Frank Dobie